Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for coming down from heaven and getting on the cross, Lord, so that we're able to be forgiven, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us your Word, Lord, so that we're able to um, see everything that you want us to see, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us your Holy Spirit, Lord, so that we're able to understand all things. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. This morning, we are in chapter 14. And with that, can I get a volunteer to read verses 1 through 7, please? I will. All right, Layla. Now it happened in Iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews, and so spoke that a great multitude both of the Jews and of the Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. Therefore they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitudes of the city was divided, part sided with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when a violent attempt was made by both the Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to abuse and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia, and to their surrounding region. And they were preaching the gospel there. Amen. So at this time, the floor is open. For each of you to have the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, um, LaCharles. First thing I found interesting was verse 2 where it said that... Uh, verse 2, actually I'll start with verse 1 and how they're talking about they were so speaking in a way that caused a great multitude to gather and I would... I would like to point out we see that this is a trait of the Holy Spirit. Mm. If we look back in the beginning of Acts, we see that when John and Peter were talking on Solomon's portico, a large crowd gathered because of what the Lord was talking about. And it's not the people who are talking about it, but it's just the wisdom and the understanding that flows out of the person's mouth through the Holy Spirit. And then another thing that I found in... oh, what about um, What about even before that? where they just received the Holy Spirit and then came down from the upper room and people gathered and heard them in the streets. Right? It's the same thing. But then we see that continued pattern. We even see it back with, well, we can go to John the Baptist. Here, Here was a man filled with the Holy Spirit since, or while in the womb. And... Where is he living? In the wilderness. And people came out or went out into the wilderness to hear him speak. Yes. Right? Which, there's there's a difference, but just on the speaking part, right? And the difference is, it says very plainly that 
John performed no signs, right? Yes. We didn't, you didn't hear about signs, wonders, miracles, healings happening, but they came to hear the Lord through him, right? With yes. Jesus, it was both the speaking. There were multitudes everywhere he went, and there were also signs and wonders. You're seeing a, a similarity here. We should be, right? Well, Paul says yes. it very plainly. It wasn't just the speech. It was accompanied or, uh, how does it, how is it phrased? Let me get back there. Bearing witness that the Lord bore witness through signs and wonders. So continue, sir. Then also another thing I found interesting was inside of verse 2 where it was talking about the people who stirred up the crowd. I found it interesting that it was only the unbelieving Jews. You don't hear about the Gentiles who didn't believe stirring up the crowd, but it was the Jews who did so. And the Lord was just pointing out and explaining it similar to how we were talking about in the last devotional, how oppression normally came through the form of the people. They're oppressing themselves, and you can see the same is true here. Mm. And it was not necessarily because they're evil people in themselves, but it was the devil working through them, and they're being willing vessels. And you can see that it's continued throughout the book of Acts and how it was because of their own fear of loss of power or status that they were afraid to embrace Christianity or embrace what they knew was correct. Mm. And along with that, another thing was that they even had a heart in their heart in their perception of this because we see that signs and miracles were continuing to be done through Paul and Barnabas through um, because of the Lord. And which brings me to a scripture. Um, I had to quickly flip to it, but. Is it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 by chance? It's in the Gospels. Okay. Ah. That'll be Matthew 11 verses 20 to 24. Then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsidia. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which were done to you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of, si- of Sodom and the day of judgment than for you. And how how this goes along with what we were reading about inside of Acts was that Jesus is pointing out that miracles were normally a good sign of indication of the Lord working and people were pretty quick on the uptake of realizing and recognizing it is not following the signs or just looking for signs and wonders because we see inside of Revelation that the Antichrist and the beasts of the sea and earth will be doing signs, but they're not from God. But we can mm-hmm. see that this was clearly of God, the signs that are being um, worked through Paul and Barnabas, but how they're resistant and unwilling to heed and listen to what was being told. First through Paul and Barnabas' mouth, 
which the Holy Spirit was speaking through, but then through the proof that was collab- collaborating what they were saying. Corroborating. Oh, corroborating. But yes, I get what you're saying. Yes. Now, let's also look at this, right? Because we talked about, or we had also spoken about trends and patterns, right? Yes. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Actually, can I get a volunteer to read the first five verses? It's 1 Corinthians 2, right? And you want to re- want to read 1 through 5? Please. I will. All right, Layla. It says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Mm. Do we see that same thing being described here in Iconium, or at Iconium? Yes. Yes. It wasn't just in in the speech, even though we, we did acknowledge that the Lord moved mightily through the speech, right? But he's talking about in how he spoke, right? Was it super eloquent? Was he a great orator? Did, right? Did he give great yes. speeches? And the answer is probably not, right? Especially when, if you, because in Corinthians, he compares himself to those like Apollo and, and others. And he's like, no, the, these are, they're great preachers. They are great at speaking. It's like, yes. I'm, you know, he, he can acknowledge his, that that wasn't his, his gifting, but he spoke the word of the Lord and the Lord, not just through the speaking the word of the Lord, but also the demonstration of power. But all that hinges off of love first for the Lord to be obedient to him, but also because Paul loves his neighbor as himself. Which is, we just like Jesus, our pattern example, which is also what we're called to do. So even in here, right? Not to get caught up on the signs and the wonders. Those are wonderful things, right? Yes. But wait, you you even read about the, the woes pronounced to all these places that saw the signs and wonders. But isn't that exactly what's said about the children of Israel in the wilderness? Yes. They literally saw miracles every day. Every day were, I mean, tons of miracles. And yet, it says very plainly that Moses knew the Lord's ways. But they only knew his acts. They only knew him by the miracles. It still did not change their heart, right? The Lord says it very plainly. That these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And I say that because we have to examine ourselves. And are we just giving the Lord lip service while expecting, anticipating, and unfortunately maybe even demanding to see the Lord work miracles in and through our lives? Maybe even our ministries. 
but then we don't really know the Lord's ways. Or maybe we know them, but we're not actually doing them. And that's for each individual. That's between the Lord and, and that each individual. Yes. Yes. But I, I sense that that is the case. And I also, he'll let to tell you, hey, repent. The Lord is giving you opportunity now. In this moment. So redeem the time. Do not let the opportunity pass you by or escape you. Let's examine ourselves before the Lord. Let's judge ourselves rightly and not resist and reject the word of the Lord to us. That's for me just as much as for anyone else. Yes. Like I said, that's that's between each individual themselves and the Lord. So, what else? Uh, or or does anyone else have anything that the Holy Spirit is speaking, ministering to them? I found it interesting in verse 4 um, that the multitude was of the city was divided between the Jews and those that sided with the apostles. Because um, as this started out, they were all together, right, in one multitude. Mm-hmm. Then you had the unbelieving Jews trying to poison or embitter the souls of the men being preached to. Mm-hmm. So there was a division there. And now we see a further division between the ones that are with the apostles who are really for God and his word. And then those that are, you know, trying to oppress and suppress um, the word of God being preached in the earth. And it's just interesting to see. And... We oftentimes like to say, um, well, those are for the Bible days. That was back then, and it's not for us now. And no, it's exactly what's going on in the world. There are those that are being, there is a separation and dividing occurring that God is bringing forth. Those that are for him that will stand for his word, his justice, and all that he represents. And there are those that are going to try to suppress what God is doing and try to stir up confusion and doubt and draw people away from the Lord. And it's just important also to remember that it's not the people themselves. Again, um, in a previous devotional, we had talked about it's the spirit behind it. It's the spirit of the adversary and the Antichrist that is causing these people to be stirred up in this way and trying to um, destroy the works of God because Satan's here to steal, kill and destroy. And then we have God strengthening his saints to stand against it and to continue boldly in proclaiming the goodness of the Lord and bringing whatever it is that whatever message it is that God wants to bring, which ultimately is salvation. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm glad you brought that up, right? For a few different things. So in Matthew 13, right? Let's, it's in Matthew 13. In, well, I'll say it, verse 24. Start beginning of verse 24, really verses 24 through 30. There's the parable of the wheat and the tares. Mm. Do you see that? I'll say played out here in Acts. The Lord says, let them both grow together. Right? Because it yes. says how, how, as you just pointed out, they were all in one group, but then others came. Right? Yes. And we're trying to prevent others from growing, from receiving. And the Lord, so there was a division. Yes. But, but 
Jesus himself said, hey, no, let them grow together until the harvest. And then the angels will separate them, the wheat from the tares. Yes. So you see that same thing happening here, but then also because in the, the previous couple episodes, right, talking about, I'll say, judging ourselves or examining ourselves, but then also in the wiping the dust off our feet, right, or shaking it off our clothes, right? Yes. For those that reject them, notice or and in, in that how let's be led by the Lord through his Holy Spirit in that, right? Yes. What does it not say happen? You don't see that Paul, right, shaking the dust off his feet here. It says actually in verse 3 that they stayed there a long time. And these things happened. Right? They yes. did not grow weary in doing good. They gave grace. Right? Yes. And where sin abound, even more grace was given. Right? Yes. Until, and this is, while it doesn't say this directly, let's become aware of this, right? As we talked about this in, in previous episodes, how Paul lived his life, but also how we need to live ours, must be led by the Holy Spirit in everything. What to say, what to do, where to go, when to go there, right? Let's yes. not do anything rashly, but only when we are prompted. When he tells us, now's the time. Now go. Now say this. Now do this and do it in this manner. But that comes from us and how we pattern our and structure our lives. Do we allow the Lord to have time and opportunity? And when he does speak, and I'll tell you, he's speaking all the time, but will we listen? Will we immediately hear him, clearly hear him, accurately hear him, and then act on his word, applying it to our lives? Or will we resist and reject what the Spirit is saying? So they didn't leave early. Even when they sought out to stone them, let's look at the pattern here. And the pattern is always that they sought the Lord, that they even prayed and fasted. That's how Paul structured his life, right? Yes. In order to clearly and accurately and immediately move when the Holy Spirit was prompting him to move, which is how we should all live our lives. But then he's also fulfilling what, or I'll say the, the commanding instruction that Jesus gave to his disciples, right? When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So he's doing that same thing here. And now the gospel is going forth even further into the surrounding regions. Because they continue to do the work of the Lord wherever he sent them. And that's how we too should carry and conduct ourselves for the Lord and in his kingdom. He's our God, and we're his people. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles? Lord, we just thank you for your abundance and the abundance that you give us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for all the deeds that you do in our lives, Lord, and that you do in the lives of others, Lord, and that you show yourself faithful and good to all, Lord, and that you give everybody an opportunity and chance to turn to you lord lord we also just thank you for your written word and the rest that you have given us lord 
In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.